certainly don't get no better than that. You said it. So season two, episode eight of Dream Laser. Seriously hard sci-fi. Sci -fi. Yes. I'm it's, Tonks. I'm Rosemary. And uh, we have a special guest today. It's been a long time for yeah. us. By the way, the special guest isn't with us. Like physically, he's doing. We're doing this via Zoom. That would be irresponsible if he was here. Uh, that would be Daniel Stout. Say hi, Dan. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> So this is interesting. This is a very, very uh, weird way we're doing this. We're doing a Zoom meeting of recording the audio, and we're going to put it online. Yep, that's what we're doing. We're, def we're definitely jerry-rigging this whole thing. Damn we it, didn't jerry. even know if it was going to work until, like, literally two minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, we, what, was our, what was our prompt today? The prompt today basically was just continue a story that you've started before because i'm like the only one that actually like continues the stories so yeah i didn't really do that i kind of did it i do that every time but Bruh. It, it, i did or didn't <laughs> <laughs> dan is annoyed uh, i actually well i actually continued never mind i won't i'll say that when it's my turn to read so by the time you hear this you know that we're in quarantine yeah and you know it's been a couple, couple months now yeah, it's been actually almost a month, more than a month since our last episode. Yeah, you know. We're quarantine just, things. We're just living with it. Dan, you know all about that. Oh, quarantine life, yeah. Although it is I love sometimes. it, honestly. <laughs> I, uh, I'm losing my fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. Just write more science fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who wants Special to go first? thing I only do for you two. Oh, thanks, man. Oh, that's that's so nice. So I'm going to be reading Dan's story okay. today. Rosemary's going to be reading mine. Yes. And Dan will be reading yours. Mine, yeah. Why is that so confusing to me? It's fucking weird. All right. It's really not confusing at all. I know. I'm an idiot. <laughs> so who wants to go first? I'll read first. Oh, my God. You're going to read my story first? Yes. Okay. Is that fine? Okay. So don't look at the name. Oh, my um, God. Okay. So before I tell you about this story... I, uh, you know what I do? I, I wrote it today. Yes. Literally, he but wrote I, it. I, I've had this idea for a long time. Okay. And, uh, go ahead. Yeah. All get right. ready for the laughs. Here we go. All right. Ready, Dan? <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking ready. Yeah. Should I mute myself or? or... No, 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 no. I want I'm you to, I want to hear your giggles. Oh. What's your giggles worth? My gigs. <laughs> I go for it. All right. Here we go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's the name of it? Here, this is a staple. Back at it again at Krispy Kreme. Okay, the name of the story is Star Trek. As in running a track? Yeah. The Search for Cock. Man, oh man. Gold already. Oh my god, okay. Man, oh man. Do I love the taste of a penis? <laughs> I was really hoping Dan was going to read the story. Oh, God. Well, you should have given it to him. It's okay. It's okay. It's near impossible for me nowadays to find a genuine penis anymore. Ever since the gender wars ended, everyone had to turn in their gender card and sex organs to the nearest flesh market, according to space law. <laughs> That's the commissioner of space out here again, making up rules. Mm -hmm. It's been 200 years since the law went into effect, so no one remembers except for the select few who live here on Jupiter that practice unsafe sex. The sad part, though, is that our speakeasy had just been raided, and I, the last female in the solar system, was forced to lose my sexy identity. That's so sad. That's, I'm, a, I'm bummed out. Better right. wake up. I was once a nightwalker, the fucking sexiest pair of tits this side of the solar system. But now I'm like everyone else, a face in a crowd. It's hard to survive when the one thing you were good at becomes illegal. That's why I tried my hand at something new. Space track and starfield. Get it? Mm. Okay. I was used to running from the law. Shit, I've been doing it and also doing it all my life. <laughs> Get it? Get it? Doing it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm running for the law. Not literally, mind you. I have entered the 4021 Galactic Olympics. <laughs> it was supposed to happen last year. 
When COVID-1999 literally wiped out the entire planet of Uranus. And since that's where most space androids, steroids, I'm sorry, space steroids come from, and athletes couldn't perform at their best, so we waited a year until everyone died. No harm, all foul. I wrote this. You did. Oh, God. No harm, Normally I couldn't give two vials of <laughs> shy halluges about the Space Olympics. Oh my god, except that this year, to drive up viewing ratings, the winner of it all will be granted any wish they desire, and my wish is to bring back genders. So wait, okay, in the Space Olympics, there's mm -hmm. one winner of the of everything, even, of every sport. It depends. Okay, I don't like <laughs> just, that answer. Just for space, track, and field. Okay, I don't like that answer. Alright, let's see. I'll give you an um, answer I, I fucking deem worthy. Any fart. <laughs> I'm here now on Saturn's rings, ready to race. We have a ton of new and classic athletes today, and some who are like me, who just like running and need a new side hustle. For instance, there's Gertrude Willikers, or G. Willie for short. <laughs> He's the Martian farmer who claimed that he saw a gray alien. Oh, shit, gray alien. I remember that guy. Um, episode one. Yeah, dude. That was a long time ago. Yeah. All right, they don't exist, though. Go back to the X-Files, asshole. <laughs> He's got plastic legs, and he said it supposedly it'll help him in the long run. Get it? Do you get it? <laughs> is that, <laughs> space, is that in the though, text? So it shouldn't matter. Don't tell him that, though. Then there's also Principal Throbby Knob, <laughs> who ju just recovered from being fired from the Silver Surfer Academy. She's literally naked. <laughs> Clothes just add to the wind shear factor, she claims. Again, we're in fucking space, so how the f Never mind. I don't care. Nice rack, though. Chest honeycombs were spared in the gender wars. <laughs> Chest honeycombs. Another word for tits. Chest honeycombs. We need to compile a list of all of our words for tits. I like them. And not just the words. Go ahead, Rosemary. <laughs> Dr. Acula makes a special appearance. He reportedly died a violent death inside a chrome dick somewhere in the first season of Dream Laser. <laughs> <laughs> but the author is too lazy to search for it, so here he is. It's a plot hole in one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. He slaved away in his lab to create the fastest shoes of all time. They look like fucking flippers. <laughs> Does he intend to swim his way through this race? With that name, I thought he would have made bat wings. Fuck this guy. Finally, we have the self-proclaimed greatest athlete of all time, Soji Peppercorn. <laughs> Soji, no. Oh my god. Oh my god. Please let this thing that I want to happen happen. It's probably not gonna happen. Do you know what it is? <laughs> yes, I do. If you didn't do it or divorced. <laughs> or divorced. Right. She had it all. Jetpacks, 12-packed abs, chest bump. <laughs> <laughs> There's a thing lately where I, I call boobs bobs. <laughs> Chest bobs that are registered as actual planets. Shout out to my boy Pluto. Never forget. And most of all, a sick last name. Peppercorn. Say it again. Peppercorn. <laughs> I don't... What? It's funny, bro. <laughs> okay, fast forward to the opening ceremony where we light the last living relative of Dan Cortez on fire to signify <laughs> that the Olympics has officially begun. Nice. It was all rather boring, really. These idiots trying to prove to the galaxy that they can throw the farthest or whether or not they can polish ice fast enough <laughs> to have a weighted piece of super French horse shit hit a bullseye. <laughs> space curling is a thing, assholes. Look it up. Oh my god, space curling. Did, did they have an earth ball in the Space Olympics? Uh, it was it was refused. Why? Uh, too much, too much roids, bro. Bullshit. All right, too anyway. Too much death. Yeah, that's true. All right. The saddest part is that all these life forms didn't have any sex organs. And even though I didn't either, I was hornier than a murder of crows shoved into a billy goat's conchials. <laughs> the fuck's a conchial? <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> oh, God, okay. <clears throat> it was there that I saw it. It was like a ray of light piercing into my very soul. Out in the distance was a Remington Steel class triple X massage tool. And it was the trophy for first place in the Saturn runaround event for the Space Olympics. Is that when they run around Saturn's rings? Yeah, it's called the Saturn runaround. 
Oh, God. Okay. <clears throat> These bozos didn't know what it was. They just saw something shiny and said, fuck it, let's make it a trophy. Why not? But I knew. I knew damn well what that thing is capable of. And let me tell you, that shit will turn baby Klingons into boar queens. <coughs> it's time. We took our positions on top of Saturn's rings. The first one to fully circle around the planet is the winner and proclaimed queen pretty for eternity. <laughs> I, is it all? It's not all women, though. Well, I guess genders don't matter, so whatever. I didn't care about any of that. I just wanted genders to reemerge and that sweet, sweet steel vibe. <laughs> we all look at each other with disgust and hatred. Everyone except for G. Willikers, who <laughs> wished everyone good luck and genuinely meant it. Fuck that guy. This is it. All or nothing time. I hope all those years of running from the space cops paid off. Truth be told, I usually just blew them in dark alleyways if they still had a penis intact. Boom. They shot a BFG 9000. <laughs> And it signaled the start of the race. Those dumbasses, though, accidentally shot it towards Saturn's atmosphere and literally cracked the entire planet in half. I didn't care, though. I was going full speed and I was going to fucking win. I'm amazing myself. I'm a beautiful space gazelle. A hyper cheetah. A fucking tiger king. I was winning. Until she fucking flew past me. It was peppercorn. She enabled her ass jet implants and was flooring it. I wish I fucking knew what enhancement implants weren't banned from this sport. At this rate, there's no way for me to win. I have to improvise. I look down at the rings and I find that they aren't made of tons of meteors circling the planet like science deduced. Those fucking morons. It was made of wobbly plastic. <laughs> okay. Yeah, fuck you, NASA. <laughs> they were there. They don't know. Go to Saturn. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I guess it's like, if you're not there, how can you 100% confirm it? Mm -hmm. So, you know. At this point, Dr. Acula is swimming behind me using his flippers. They're working well because he's flying fast, even though he technically has no arms or legs. <laughs> Fine. If Soji isn't playing by the rules, then neither am I. I wait for Dr. Acula to fly next to me, and I grab him and do a fucking sick double backflip DDT move. <laughs> and slam him right on the wobbly Saturn ring plastic, creating a shockwave that went both directions so fucking huge, it was circling the planet at light speed. Holy shit, what a plan. <laughs> um, Peppercorn was at the home stretch of the race and was doing that thing that idiots do before they pass the finish line and start celebrating before actually winning. <laughs> this bitch. <laughs> right before she passes the finish line, the light speed shockwave hits her and lifts her straight up into space. She was never seen or heard from again. <laughs> oh, my God. Without a second thought, I sprint as fast as I can. I pass a finish line to roaring applause. I can't believe it. I fucking won. It was the first time that I've seen all life forms on the solar system actually united in applause. It's unbelievable. Almost better than sex. Almost. Mm -hmm. They hand me the Remington Steel Trophy and start chanting my name. And that's the last thing I can remember from that day. What's my name, you ask? Well, it's none of your fucking business. As a matter of fact, I want to speak to a space lawyer. <laughs> I've been talking for hours behind bars because allegedly, immediately after I won it all, I forgot all about the gender law and took the Remington vibrator and shoved it in my non-existent sex organs on needle cast in front of billions of life forms. The next thing I know, they throw me in prison for a month and send your weird looking ass to talk to me. So yeah. That's about it. I've told you my story. I just want to know when I can get out of the clink. It's a very interesting story. Shadowy man says, getting up to leave. Maybe I'll make a water slide out of it. The mind fuck sounds about right. The end. Oh my god, that <laughs> twist. That was crazy. That's what, that's, that's what I'd be pressing that button. Wow. That was crazy. Dan, what do you think? Where are the buttons today? <laughs> The buttons are going to have to be post. Dude, bro, I don't hear any buttons. It's like killing the vibe. Bitch, don't kill my vibe. I need like a... Oh, the X-Files shit? Uh. I get it. Yeah. Dan, it's it's your turn to read Rosemary. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna yeah. read. I'm gonna read. What kind of what kind of voice do you want me to read it in? 
Um, you just lay it on me. It's a third person story, so you so can So like choose, New York then? Like there's well, this guy? To, like there's this guy. Different characters see? have voices if you want to, but well, you don't have do to like the, pro the problem with, with reading what about the... with reading something on the fly and having different voices for characters is that like the quote starts and you have no idea who's saying it. <laughs> Or what's where it's going? You know what I, I mean? I try to make it obvious, it's like but the beginning Danny, of a, you, you just see a quotation mark and like, and you're like, oh, this is gonna be Lady Fenderfield. <laughs> you know, like you don't know until like. Dude, you need to do the rural K Kentucky guy. You haven't done the rural yet. Kentucky guy. Yeah, I don't know if I got one of those. Just do you. Yes, you do. Growing up as a child in rural K Kentucky. In rural Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, as so a child Dan, in rural Kentucky. Before uh, you read my story. Um, I just want to say that this is actually a continuation of a story that Tony wrote a few episodes ago. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Took the matters in your own hands. But he kind of wrote Into a fan fiction of my story, so now I'm writing a continuing fan fiction Whoa. of my own story. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. It's getting Exciting. wild. It's getting like wet this. and wild up in here. Okay. Wet and or wild. Wet and or wild. Let me uh, <laughs> open this sucker up. And um, okay, uh, I've got it. I've got it open. I'm uh, I'm about ready. Um, okay. I'm gonna read it as a person. Yeah, please read it as a person. Read it as a person. Read it as a, read it as a person. Yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> like read it as a person. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this one's called Robocock Three: The Honey Boy's Revenge. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. <laughs> Minor FFVII remake spoilers. Anchors away, a, 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 asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. <laughs> Anchors away. Away! Wyatt Warwick was in space jail. Ever since ISF space police detective Carl Weathers had arrested him for stealing his own space Ducati, he'd been stuck in a holding cell with a bunch of other space criminals. <laughs> These were all small-time space criminals, though. No one who was fam as famous as Wyatt Warwick, the former most badass and awesome space adventurer in the galaxy. That's okay. uh, <laughs> as he sat in the corner of his holding cell, which was definitely covered in piss, by the way, he <laughs> thought back to how good he had it with his ex-cyborg girlfriend, Bonnie Mnemonic. <laughs> <laughs> He had access to the space Ducati whenever he wanted, and he didn't have to steal it. He had a hot-as-fuck cyborg girlfriend he could fuck whenever he wanted because Bonnie was always DTF. <laughs> he had a good place to live because Bonnie paid all their rent, and together they were one of the top space-adventuring duos in the galaxy. Man, I don't know. That's what they read. did. And I totally, like, I started with one voice, and I, it's gone. Uh, Wyatt thought he'd be better off without Bonnie but he'd slipped off the space adventurer rankings entirely. And as I stated before, he was still in space jail, so yeah, not that great. <laughs> Warwick! <laughs> Wyatt heard someone yell his name from outside the cell. A Wagatha alien in new yes. forget-about-it police uniform walked up to the holding cell. Oh. You're getting out of here. <laughs> what? Wyatt asked, jumping off the piss-covered floor. The Wagatha cop unlocked the cell and pulled Wyatt out. You made bail, the officer said as he put a pair of handcuffs on Wyatt. Wyatt had no idea who the fuck would bail him out of jail, but he wasn't going to say no. As soon as Wyatt left the cell block and entered the waiting area, he saw a familiar face that almost made him run back into the jail cell. <laughs> Waiting for him at the jail's exit was Dr. Nebulous Quesarito. <laughs> put me back! Wyatt told the Wagatha cop who was dragging him towards the quesarito. Nice try, Warwick, Nebulous said. Oh the new forget-about-it police have agreed to release you into the custody of the ISF. So Jeez, you better come with me, or I can let the ISF take you to VR prison and torture you until your mind fractures beyond repair. <laughs> Wyatt thought about it. Part of him figured he might be able to withstand VR torture. But then again... It was supposed to be the worst punishment there was. So maybe he'd skip that. <laughs> he should probably take his chances with Dr. K. Cerrito and look for an opportunity to escape. Fine, he said. Dr. K. Cerrito smiled evilly. You know, because she's evil oh and God. shit. 
I knew you'd make the right decision. Oh, sorry. I knew you'd make the right decision. She led Wyatt to the Wagatha officer outside to where to the and the Wagatha officer outside to where a hover limo with the ISF ISF seal with the ISF seal painted <laughs> on its side was waiting. She got in the car and Wagatha shoved Wyatt in behind her, still handcuffed. <laughs> Feeling it. Once the doors were shut and the limo started moving, Nebulous crawled across the street towards Wyatt and Not straddled him. the street. Him. What? Oh, the seat. The seat. The street. street. I said street? <laughs> That's a long Boy crawl. I <laughs> can't read. He crawled across the seat toward Wyatt and straddled him. Her boobs were like a half centimeter away from his face. Suddenly, Wyatt was really happy he'd made the decision to go with her. <laughs> it's been a while, Warwick. She purred as her... That was not correct. Did to say that? She... Give me a second. Oh, my God. Dying. I gotta, I gotta say it more sexy lady-like, I think. <laughs> It's been a while, Warwick. Sticking oh with it. God. She purred as her hands moved down his chest to his belt. Wyatt was about to go into a titty trance, even though he hadn't actually seen any titties yet. But he'd, <laughs> but he'd been stuck with Fiona and that kid for so long. What was her name? Danielle? Kendall Jenner? Something like that? <laughs> anyway, Fiona was too absorbed in her new space adventure or fame to fuck him, and Bonnie had dumped his ass again, so he hadn't gotten laid in a while. Oh. Dr. Quesarito unbuckled his belt and ripped his pants down. But as soon as she saw what was underneath, her face drained of color and her expression twisted into one of unmistakable horror. Where's my cock? She roared. <laughs> oh, yeah, about that, Wyatt said. <laughs> when Detective Carl Weathers had arrested him, the detective had also, the detective had also taken Wyatt's metal cock for himself. Oh, now yeah. Wyatt had nothing down there, like a goddamn Ken doll. <laughs> nice. Where the fuck is the weapon, Nebulous growled, as she grabbed a knife from who the fuck knows where and pressed the blade against Wyatt's throat. When I got arrested, the detective who brought me in stole it, Wyatt explained quickly. Wait, hold on. When I got arrested, the detective who brought me in stole it, Wyatt explained quickly. He'd already lost his dick and balls. He didn't want to lose his life. Dr. K. Cerrito flipped <laughs> down onto the seat across from Wyatt and pouted, I need that dick! She said, <laughs> I can't believe I bailed you out for nothing! Then, something changed in her eyes. Her expression moved from pissed off to evil as fuck in one nanosecond. I have an idea! She announced. Wyatt did not like the sound of that. You're going to retrieve the metal penis and bring it to me, Dr. Quesarito announced. <laughs> you have 24 hours! But I don't have any, I don't even have any weapons, Wyatt complained. <laughs> How am I supposed to get the Robocock back? Don't worry, said Dr. Quesarito. <laughs> I'm sending you out with backup! <laughs> My God. <laughs> Suddenly, the hover limo lurched to a halt, and Dr. Quesarito kicked the door open and threw Wyatt out onto the street. As his face skidded across the concrete, Wyatt heard the familiar rumble of a space Ducati engine. He looked up to see his ex-girlfriend, Bonnie Mnemonic, <laughs> astride the gleaming red space bike, her pink hair blowing in the wind while the super cool neon of her awesome jacket burned against the night sky. Good sentence. Help Warwick retrieve the penis weapon, Dr. Quesarito <laughs> commanded Bonnie. <laughs> if he doesn't have it within 24 hours, Feel free to do away with him. <laughs> An evil smile crossed Bonnie's mouth as the hover limo flew away, leaving Wyatt to his fate. Get up, Bonnie said. I don't really like Bonnie's voice. Too much like that. <laughs> Get up, Bonnie said. Oh, as shit. soon as the hover limo had flown away, and pull your pants up, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Wyatt did what she wanted. Nice to see you too, he said sarcastically. Think you could help me with these handcuffs? Bonnie pursed her lips as she considered the request. Fine, but only because we have a mission to accomplish. Because she was a cyborg and lived in Cyberpunk City, she had super cool knives that popped out of her forearms, and she used them to cut the handcuffs off Wyatt. Now get back on the bike, she said, and keep your hands to yourself or you'll lose more than your cock. 
<laughs> Wyatt did what he was told because he knew Bonnie was definitely pissed. He cheated on her like six times that she knew of, and the only <laughs> leverage he had, his sweet metal penis, was gone. His sweet, <laughs> sweet metal penis was gone. <laughs> Bonnie spun the bike around and did a cool donut, and awesome smoke bellowed around the, around the bike and turned blue from all the neon lights. Where are we going? Wyatt asked as they raced through the cyberpunk cityscape. To new forget about it, police HQ, Bonnie said. I'll take you there, but after that, you're on your own. You made this mess after all. Bonnie pulled Bonnie pulled the space Ducati up to the new forget about it police HQ and slid into the parking space with more smoke coming from the wheels. Everyone on the sidewalk stopped what they were doing to watch because it was so fucking cool. Whoa! Wow! That's fucking cool, a bystander said. And Bonnie just nodded because she was cool as fuck. <laughs> Wyatt and Bonnie got off the bike and headed for the door. I thought you, I th I thought you said I was on my own, Wyatt said. And Bonnie followed him into the lobby of the station. You are, she affirmed. But someone has got to, but but someone has got to make sure you do your job. If you try to run, she turned her head. She turned her hand into a chainsaw. Wyatt got the idea. <laughs> With her chainsaw hand still whirring, Bonnie walked right up to one of the cops and grabbed him by the collar. Where's Detective Carl Weathers? She barked. <laughs> Before the cop could answer, the lights dimmed and the room began to fill with smoke and the song Shattered Dreams by <laughs> Johnny Hates Jazz started playing over an invisible sound system. All the cops in the bullpen started cheering as someone triple backflipped through the smoke and landed in a coolest buck split right in front of Bonnie and White. It was Detective Carl Weathers. Oh, shit. Wyatt's eyes went straight for the huge metal boner sticking up from between the de detective's legs. Jesus fucking space Christ, he said. That's my dick. You're damn right, said Detective Carl Weathers, but it's mine now. Give it back, Weathers. Oh, wait. Ooh, sorry. Give it back, Weathers, Bonnie commanded. Is that, was that, is that Bonnie? <laughs> Give it back, Weathers. Something like that. Uh, <laughs> Bonnie commanded, brandishing her chainsaw arm. Uh, if you want this sweet, sweet slab of steel meat, you're going to have to win it back fair and square, said Weathers, as he started doing handsprings across the bullpen for no reason. <laughs> Fine, Wyatt agreed, curling his hands into fists. Swear up! <laughs> Weathers handspring Weathers handspringed into place in front of them and did some cool spins in the air before doing a perfect gymnast landing. We're not fighting. We're dancing. <laughs> What? Bonnie and Wyatt asked. <laughs> Whomever wants to win, my favor must prove they know how to move, he said, doing a ballet pirouette spin or something. If you want your Robocop, if you want your Robocop dick back, you have to, you have to beat me in a dance-off. Wyatt and Bonnie looked at each other. <laughs> well, good luck, Bonnie said. I don't know how to dance, Wyatt protested. Neither do I, said Bonnie. And this is your problem. I'm just supposed to kill you if you try to betray Dr. Quesarito. So you gotta have so you so you're doing the dance off. While you have him distracted, I'll get the penis. <laughs> Wyatt sighed. <sighs> he had no fucking idea what he was doing, but he really didn't have a choice. It wasn't like he had any way of escaping Bonnie or the entire new forget about it police force. He was going to have to go along with this stupid as fuck idea if he wanted to get his dick back and also not to not die. He stepped <laughs> forward and a bunch of cool smoke billowed into the room. The lights shut off, except for a spotlight beam that landed directly on Wyatt. All right, Weathers, I accept your dance-off challenge, Wyatt declared. Excellent, said Weathers. Follow my lead. All of a sudden, the Honey Bee In song from the Final Fantasy VII remake started playing, and all the cops in the audience started cheering as Detective Carl Weathers started doing his super cool dance moves. He was gyrating his ass all over the place, and the cops in the audience loved it. Even some of the criminals who were being booked started cheering and catcalling. Suddenly, Wyatt was overtaken by the music, and he knew exactly what to do. Maybe it was all the dance dance revolution he played as a kid. Maybe... It 
was because this was a really really a video game and someone was sitting on their couch pressing commands that were making him dance <laughs> he didn't give a fuck he just started dancing and he was fucking great at it Wyatt and detective Carl Weathers put on an amazing show and had all the big booty bitches in the room twerking so hard the entire police station started shaking until the ceiling was about to cave in <laughs> Detective Carl Weathers picked Wyatt up and spun him around just like Patrick Swayze and that actress at the end of Dirty Dancing so they could do their big finale. It was going to be the end of the most epic dance performance in New Forget About It had ever seen. But just as... <laughs> I gotta unbutton my shirt a little. But just as they were reaching the peak of the, their dancing prowess, Weathers let out a blood-curdling scream and dropped Wyatt to the floor as blood spurted everywhere. Wyatt hit the ground hard. <laughs> but even though he made a big deal out of it because he's a fucking baby, he was totally fine. <laughs> when he picked himself up, he saw Bonnie standing over the split and half body of Dr. Detective Carl Weathers, her chainsaw hand still spinning and covered in blood. In her other hand, she held the robotic metal dick up triumphantly. <laughs> What the fuck, Bonnie? Wyatt exclaimed. <laughs> you couldn't wait until the dance was over? You idiot. I had to get the dick while he was distracted. Now, come on. Let's get out of here while everyone is in chaos so they won't notice us escaping. We have to get this dick back to Dr. Quesarito. <laughs> Even though Wyatt didn't have a penis at the moment, he felt like he had the universe's biggest boner. Bonnie looked super hot, covered in blood and holding his metal dick. Wyatt started to get super sad and his imaginary boner started to get a little soft as he realized that she was going to give his robo dick to Dr. Quesarito and he'd never be able to fuck her with it again. But then he had an idea. I have an idea, he said. What if, real quick, you let me put that dick, that dick back on for one last robo fuck. Bonnie frowned. Wyatt could tell she was considering his offer, though. She was always DTF! even though he'd burned her way too many times to count. Okay, fine, she agreed. <laughs> she gave Wyatt his cock, and he popped it into place on his crotch, and it worked perfectly because that's just how it worked. Don't question it. <laughs> and he and Bonnie started doing it right on the floor of the police station, even though the building was slowly collapsing all around them because it was so damaged from all the twerking that had been going on earlier. When they finished fucking like four times, they uncovered themselves from all the rubble and went outside to where they parked the space Ducati. Hey, I was thinking, Wyatt said, <laughs> we should get back together. And you should definitely not turn me into Dr. Quesarito. Let's just go back to Big Dickopolis and fuck all night and all day night because it's always some form of night there. <laughs> okay, Bonnie agreed because she was a dumb bitch. <laughs> awesome, said Wyatt. <laughs> So since we're back together, I guess that means I can drive. Bonnie laughed. Fuck you. <laughs> she said, and they started making out and doing it right in the middle of the street, causing a 50-mile-long new forget-about-it traffic jam. The end. Nice. Oh, my God. That was fucking great. Thanks. Thanks. Great reading, Dan. Hey, sorry. Uh, the voice is kind of switched in the middle there. I'm fine with it, dude. I'm, I'm, uh... Bonnie, Bonnie's forever gonna have a New Yorker voice. <laughs> she's uh. she's like a burly New York guy. I'm walking here. <laughs> I'm like, walking here. I'm That's fucking I'm walking here. Now on. I'm really hot, lady. <laughs> <laughs> I'm beautiful. Check out these ditties. All right, Dan, is there anything you want to say about your story before I read it? Oh, yeah. It's a sequel to that horror story that I wrote for the Halloween episode that I was on, the October episode. Um, okay, so do you want to talk about how you made it? Pretty I don't interesting. want to think about it anymore. Uh, <laughs> I, I wrote um, a bunch of, like, randomizing engines so, uh, like, ships have entire crews. 
there's all there's there like all these um bits of data for it um that that aren't even used there's i have something like a whole fleet of ships uh <laughs> and their crew and their names and their positions and ranks and shit all mapped out and you you get like i think the names of four separate ships or five separate ships in this story and like maybe one crew member from each ship but uh that's that's so yeah, basically you, it you basically made a generator put it in your store yeah so, so uh i guess i guess if ever you guys want to do another episode with me where i continue this story i can i guess i can uh you know keep <laughs> working with that you can literally generate it. I can generate, it. generate it. Okay. Um, so I'm also, the it. story is sort of—it's uh, a science fiction, but it's an anti-science fiction. I think you'll see what I'm talking about. Okay. So the story is called "The Swarm Part Two: Bureaucracy in Space." <laughs> <laughs> okay. The Swarm Cruise South Ramonfort. <laughs> the Swarm Cruiser South Ramonfort was returning to the Swarm. It was a Space Wednesday. <laughs> Hump day, as they used to call it on Earth. Literally nobody remembers, nor can anyone reason why people would ever call it that. Hillard <laughs> Redshirt Six Dickens was a good crew member. <laughs> among the best, said first mate, now Captain, Crystal Pawlowski. Oh, nice. Of the Swarm Cruiser South Ramblin. She <laughs> <laughs> stood before her remaining crew, including Nav Officer, now First Officer, Vivian Stri- Strike? I think it was like Streak. I don't, I don't know. Strike works. Whatever you want to do. I don't know. Depending on what part of the country you're in, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Forget <laughs> about it. Vivian Streak giving a eulogy for her crew, which had been savagely killed by Lord Yibeth of <laughs> Thindus, the Embracing, or her own torpedoes. While on an away mission aboard Agship Murrayton, Dickens was a hollow poet. <laughs> <laughs> and definitely the comedian on board the ship. Swarm cruiser at South Ramonfort. Remember, the one about the vegetarians eating nuts? She sighed. <laughs> Today we rejoined the swarm without seven of the finest crew first mate, now captain, could ask for. That said, our first task is to rendezvous with Captain Kayla Stanton of the swarm frigate now North Northwest Buckinghamshire. <laughs> <laughs> At the aft edges of the swarm for debriefing and new orders. Captain retired to her ready room where she was met by Nav Officer, now First Officer, Vivianne Streak. I just keep thinking of his smile and the way he told that one about the walruses and the Tupperware party, <laughs> said Streak. I know you two are close. I must confide that I myself don't know what I'll do without the sage wisdom of Captain Leopold Herzog. Oh, wait, that's right. Crystal Polowski was was fucking him, right? Or like it was implied. I ship it. <laughs> and Captain Polowski was totally sexy and stuff, better than Nav Officer, now first officer. Ellen Men, meanwhile. <laughs> meanwhile backwards. Space Trucker Missouri was <laughs> was sleeping soundly in the captain's seat of old Dora the Tennessee class tanker when the, when the alarm started. So wait, Sir, his name's Missouri and the ship is Tennessee class. Yeah. Got it. Sir, wake up, sir. Sir, please wake up. Sir, we have an incoming transmission from the swarm cruiser South Ramonfort and the swarm frigate North Northwest Buckinghamshire. <laughs> that was That was a mouthful. Missouri pretended to keep sleeping, but made the grave mistake of asking Wendell Oldora, built in HVA, source for a holographic Victorian assistant. Oh, what is it now? <laughs> Missouri noticed a can of Jupiter juice on the dash. Hair of the cat, they used to say. <laughs> that wasn't even British. I don't know how to speak Britain. Missouri polished that off as Wendell started. It, it seems gravely important, Missouri said. You may want to turn back. Listen to this transmission. Missouri was hungover as usual and not fully comprehending Wendell's bullshit. Her whole job was just keep the truck on course to its destination. The ag ship Merriton. It seemed that every few hours, Wendell would supply the company, had some gravely important news to impact to, impart to her. 
sir, 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 sir. Shut the fuck up, Wendell. Missouri <laughs> had a friend with genitalia could projectile urinate straight towards an 80 direction at a 90 degree angle. Missouri didn't want that sort of genitalia per se, but the idea of projectile pissing on Wendell was tempting a few times for Space Week. <laughs> Space Week. Sir, first mate, now Captain, Crystal Pulowski of the Swarm Cruiser <laughs> South Raminford advises that you turn back in the center of the swarm. Can I change course, sir? I replied Missouri groggingly. I'll be fucked up if I give up this commission. Straight ahead, sword. Oh my god. Straight ahead, sword. Wendell. I don't get it. I like that. Dan knows. <laughs> Beep, boop, skirt. The comms panel came alive with another incoming transmission. Missouri thought it's going to be that kind of space day. What a pain in the old coin slot. <laughs> this is Captain Kayla Stanton of the Swarm Frigate North Northwest Buckinghamshire handling the pilot of the incoming Tennessee class tanker. Does that say Old Dora? The names of these people give their rigs. We request that you change course immediately and rendezvous with us. Do you copy? Captain Stanton, you've got blue bus. I copy, but I'm afraid I'll have to decline your request. I've got a cargo hold filled with 85,471 important frozen turkey pot pies and route <laughs> to the action at Murrayton. I don't drop these off in time for the Harvest Festival. I won't make my commission, sir. Blue <laughs> bus, I think these are extenuating... Uh, extenuating? Extenuating. These are extenuating circumstances. Great Niger Transport Corporation might be persuaded by Central Swarm Council to still pay your commission, considering the Action Merton had been torpedoed. Now why don't you change your course and dock aboard the Swarm Frigate North Northwest Buckinghamshire? Be sure you some hot pies. <laughs> Who couldn't? Well, fuck if Missouri wasn't persuaded just to pay a little visit to the Swarm Frigate North Northwest Buckinghamshire. <laughs> Wendell, I'm going back to sleep. Change course or swarm frigate north northwest Buckinghamshire and wake me when we arrive. Mid Missouri. Of course, sir. By the way, have you heard of the one about the clockmaker and the farmer's daughter? Uh, yeah, she really wound him up. Good night. Oh. <laughs> Good night, sir. Oh, for goodness sake. I've had quite enough of this, Missouri. Wake up! Wendell raised the volume of his vocal processor so immensely for the last part that Missouri smacked her against the ceiling of the cockpit or smacked her head against the ceiling pocket cockpit and farted as she came <laughs> bolt upright. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the best way to meet first mate Cameron Eichmann of the Swarm Frigate North Northwest Buckinghamshire. My God, what do you truckers eat? Queried first mate Eichmann. Uh, Missouri was helpless for a moment. Look, let's just step out of the old Dora so we can speak about matters at hand. Upon stretching... Rupping her head and then exiting the foul stench of her cockpit. Oh, gross. Missouri was greeted by the sight of the undefined dock of the undefined dock next to her truck in a giant docking bay the size of perhaps a football field behind or back on Earth. Nothing. Nothing new. Sci-fi characters are not impressed by sci-fi things. <laughs> <laughs> True. Great news. You've been asleep for many hours, during which our captain's undefined Oh Captain, man! Undefined? Yeah, undefined is because I was gonna say, there that was should a be problem. a character, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoops. That's what happens when you put your kid. I've had the opportunity to speak personally with your supervisor at the Great Niger Transport Corporation. You've been given a new destination to which you can transport the eighty-five thousand four hundred seventy-one delicious turkey pot pies you've been carrying. <laughs> Sword destroy Northeast Buckinghamshire and hopefully not eating and still get paid for your commission, said First Mate Eichmann. That's great news. I'll be on my way then, Missouri was elated. Unfortunately, we did you a favor of storing your 85,471 guys while you were sleeping as the Swarm Council policy. So you have to pay the storage fees yourself before you can load them back onto your rig. Oh, my God. oh have you heard the joke about the banana in the refrigerator? <laughs> Replied a sympathetic First Mate. I feel you could have started with that instead of great news. <laughs> and I'm in no mood for jokes. Right, right. Well, your supervisor has graciously agreed to give you the funds to pay the fees as well as they have already been transferred into your account. So if you'll just make your way to the cargo master's office. Let's see here. We're holding 85,471 turkey pot pies 
or Reynolds, <laughs> Missouri, handle. Little bus of the type of the Great Niger Transfer Corporation be transported to Swarm Destroyer Northeast Buckinghamshire. This is such a mouthful. <laughs> Do you speak on behalf of the little bus, Cargo Master Adrian King of the Swarm Frigate North Northwest Buckinghamshire? <laughs> Look vacant eyed at Missouri over the desk of the cargo master's office. I am little bus. <laughs> oh, I see. Well, let's get you those pot pies and get you on, the, on your way to Swarm, Destroyer Northeast Buckinghamshire. I just need your storage retrieval ID, said the cargo masters matter of factly. I don't have a storage retrieval ID. I was never issued one. No problem. Just get one from the Swarm Frigate North Northwest Buckinghamshire Office of Secure Identification. <laughs> it's just next door. It shouldn't take about a moment. I will close my desk and catch up on some paperwork while you do that. You won't have to wait in line when you return. Missouri looked around the room. It was empty aside from the Carl Master King. This definitely reminds me of uh, Douglas Anthem's shit. It reminds me a lot of going to the post office. <laughs> Missouri made her way to the room next door, which looked almost exactly the same, except that behind the desk was a different vacant-eyed council employee and a little sign on the desk that read, Security Identification Officer Mueller. <laughs> what can I do for you today, said Security Identification SID Officer Mueller. I need a storage retrieval ID for a cargo of 85,471 turkey pot pies right at the Swarm Destroyer Northeast Buckinghamshire. Uh, certainly. It should only take a moment. Just fill out the form. In the meantime, have you heard of the one about the hacker and the dump God. truck? A form appeared on the desk in front of Missouri when she began to fill out. Security identification number, Mueller said. Oh dear, it would seem that your transport license expired only a few minutes ago. Oh, no. They'll need to go to the nearest Swarm Council licensing office, of which one Swarm carrier, West Virginia. However, you'll have to leave your rig here in a Swarm Frigate North Northwest Buckinghamshire. You can't have you pawn an old door without a license. Well, how's she supposed to get there? Are you fucking kidding me? At that moment, a voice spoke up from behind Missouri. I couldn't help but overhear that you needed a good Swarm carrier, West Virginia. I'm first meet, now Captain Crystal Palowski, oh, the Swarm Cruiser South Ravenford. My crew and I have orders to go that way, and I'll be glad to give you a lift. Missouri left Old Dora behind and boarded the Swarm Cruiser South Ramford en route to Swarm Carrier, West Virginia. <laughs> During the trip, the villainous criminal Harley Senger... Senger? Sure. <laughs> Harley Senger, who wanted, was wanted for crimes on 34 Swarm vessels, was found to be stowed away in effort oh, to shit. resurrect Lord Limith of <gasps> Thinness. Embracing... <laughs> Wait, was it Lord Yibeth or Lord Libeth? Yibeth of Thindus. Okay. Yibeth of Yibeth of Thindus. <laughs> he murdered one red shirt and was narrowly thwarted from further damage by our frustrating hero, Zuri Reynolds. Missouri was staked by first mate, now Captain Palowski, <laughs> Davos for Vivian Strake of the Swarm Cruiser South Ravenford. I also tell a hilarious joke about a trapeze artist in a toilet. It was a rousing adventure, to be sure, but sadly, that's a whole different story for another day. Maybe a Thursday. <laughs> Upon arrival at Swarm Carrier, West Virginia, Missouri was directed to the licensing office, where she waited in line for an absolute eternity before getting into the desk of Barrett, who directed her to fill out a form, during which time Barrett asked, Okay, are you ready to take your, your pilot's test? Seriously, replied Missouri. It's just a renewal, she continued. Just fucking with you. What a sense of humor on the Swarm Carrier, West Virginia. You're good to go. Have a great space day. <laughs> Missouri said goodbye to our new friends on the Swarm Cruiser South Ramonford, secured a package back to Swarm Frigate North Northwest Buckinghamshire, and immediately returned to Security Identification Officer Mueller. The Office of Secure Identification was a bit busier than usual, so Missouri went in line. Got to the storage retrieval ID ZHF 86608761. I returned to the Cargo Master's office, which was filled with frustrated people on the, on the closed desk of Cargo Master Adrian King, Swarm Frigate North Northwest Buckinghamshire. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, after all that, this place is closed, she muttered. Ah, Missouri Reynolds, you've returned. We've been waiting for you. Said Cargo Master Adrian King of the Swarm Frigate North Northwest Buckinghamshire. <laughs> Missouri approached the desk, heard a funny joke about a carpenter and a seahorse, and paid the storage fees. So it seems that we're short on the cargo space when you last arrived. No no worries. First mate, now Captain Pulowski, graciously agreed to store your cargo aboard the Swarm Cruiser 
South Ravenford. You should be able to retrieve the pot pies from that ship without any further delay. Is there anything else I can help you with today? Missouri contacted her supervisor at the Great Niger Transfer Corporation and quit her job. Oh, <laughs> nice. The fucking real end. Yikes. <laughs> that was great. Dude, that story, like, made my mouth sore. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. It's just, it's a mouthful. I feel like I'm, I was, I'm constantly eating Fruit Loops while I'm re re reciting the story. I was, I was, I was, uh, feeling like, um, because, because of, like, the nature of, of how it was created, that, uh, I could, I could really display the monotony of trying to get your driver's license renewed or wow, get something. Wow, that's really literary. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty spot on. Can I ask a serious science fiction plot question? Mm-hmm. Did Pulowski have the pot pies on the, the, the space crew that South Raymond Fort when she took Missouri to the West Virginia? Oh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> they were on they were on there basically Full from time. the beginning when when Missouri docked on board the Buckinghamshire. <laughs> they they used the Ramonfort for storage. God. That's 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 pretty much a sci-fi nightmare. It makes me really sad. That was a horror story. That was like a they really could have just a horror story. I was thinking, you know, they like could have docked the truck on the South Ramonfort, gone and got her license, paid everything off, and like she just did she it. Could the have just gone right on her way, but they like said, took her there, off. didn't tell her about the pot pie. <laughs> <laughs> you need to fill out form seven B stroke six and then go to the next window. Oh god, that was great. Loved it. So yeah, that so thus concludes our first and hopefully last quarantine edition of Dream Laser. Yeah. Although let's be realistic, it's probably not going to be the last one. Ooh. But Dan, I want to thank you for being on. Yeah, you're thank like you. amazing. Thanks for thanks for having me. You guys are also amazing. Stories are fucking nuts, and uh, let's play some Fallout later. Yeah, for sure. Follow us on Instagram, Dream Laser yeah. Podcast. Uh huh. And uh, send us emails at Dream Laser, Dream Laser. Dream Laser. Podcast at gmail.com. Yep. All right, guys. Bye. See you later.